Welcome to the West Virginia Writers Podcast, a service of West Virginia Writers Incorporated, the Mountain State's largest all-volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to writers. Established and incorporated in 1977, West Virginia Writers continues to support writers and writing statewide through program sponsorship, an annual writing contest, and an annual Summer Writers Conference. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the organization, its members, and events, as well as writers throughout Appalachia and beyond. And now, broadcasting from atop a hill in Mercer County, here is your host, El Presidente, Emeritus. Thank you, Gertrude, and hola, listeners. Welcome to Episode 25 of the West Virginia Writers Podcast. I am your host, Eric Fritzhughes. Well, it's a cold one here atop my hill in Mercer County, and I imagine it's pretty much the same where you are as well, assuming, of course, you're not listening to this sometime next summer or from the Bahamas, which is the kind of the danger of putting time-sensitive material in podcast form. Of course, if you are listening to this next summer, go ahead and stop listening because the rest of this show is going to be about the 2010 West Virginia Writers Writing Competition, the final deadline for which is the end of March. For the rest of you here in mid-February of 2010, though, we passed the midway point of our contest season earlier this week. And to give us an update on the contest itself, we now turn to contest coordinator Steve Goff. Steve, how goes the contest? It's much like last year, and as Patsy always said, it, it really... Uh, there's an initial flurry that I'm assuming that with people that were re-entering pieces or they, you know, they were ready to go. And now, bet- but between now and then, they trickle in one or two a day, sometimes none. But starting, you know, March 1st, heading toward the first deadline, uh, it picks up big time to the point where I have to stop the mail here and pick it up at the post office. And then between the 15th and 31st, it's an avalanche. And for those of uh, our listeners who are new members, you mentioned Patsy. Uh, we're referring to Patsy Pittman, who was the longtime contest coordinator for this contest and did an excellent job for many years. She did, and she uh, she really uh, – uh, I had a great handoff from her, and she was a great resource last year. Uh, Patsy did an excellent job and, and laid the groundwork for what I was able to do. And, and I've tweaked it a little bit, but I, I've only probably <laughs> done some shortcuts – uh, to help me deal with it, where Patsy had administrative background and, and was just excellent with that work, and and uh, uh, the contest is in good shape primarily due to Patsy. And while we're at it, uh, let's give her a plug. She's the author of a book called Blood Kin and Other Strangers, and absolutely phenomenal book of short stories. Doing well too, doing getting recognition, and um, uh, it, it's a great book. If if our listeners haven't read it, we highly recommend it. Indeed. How many entries are we sitting at around now? We are close to 100, um, and that's um, about where we've been at this uh, time in the contest over the past four or five years. And as I was looking across uh, the contest entry board, it, it is fanning out the way it usually does. I think we're going to talk a little later on some specific categories, but it, it's got entries in all categories. Um, and we're at about the pace uh, that we received them in years past. Uh, one of the questions people asked me uh, this past weekend, we had a table at the Writer's Toolkit event and passed out lots and lots of uh, contest forms, so hopefully that'll that'll get some more in very soon. But one of the questions that, that was asked of me was, how many entries total does the contest usually have? And I, I tried to explain that I didn't have the actual numbers and that it varies from year to year and, and category to category, but we can just give them, you know, numbers from the past couple of years. Yes, uh, it, it's ranged uh, going back to 2005 up to last year. 
the high was back in 2006 when there were uh, 1,186. Now, that includes uh, the youth competition as well. Um, last year, for example, which might be best because it's most recent, we had 731 entries in the adult uh, competition, and that was down slightly from the year before. But um, it, it usually only varies maybe 50 or so plus or minus each year. It's pretty steady. Uh, somewhere between, say, 700 and 950, I think, is a good figure. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, about the categories. We don't have to go in-depth into them because we did that in our first contest cast, so people can yeah. go back and download that if they haven't heard it yet. But uh, one of the things we mentioned back then were some of the categories that don't always have as many entries as others, which if you're looking at it from a mathematics standpoint, that kind of gives you better odds if you're entering it for winning rather than entering something with 150 entries typically, like short story, that decreases your odds. Right. Uh, you know, I would say as, as most people are going to write what they write, but you're right, Eric, if, if you're... You're looking, if you write a lot of different types of, uh, if you have a lot of different types of writing that you do, humor, nonfiction, poetry, and you were looking for a, a spot in the contest, you thought were, well, I'd like to, to, to enter something so that my odds, as you say, might be better to win. In the last few years, the humor category has, has gone down just a little bit. We'd like to see that come up this year, and, and so far this year, uh, it's a little light so far. Uh, the scripts and stage play category, uh, has been light the last couple years, and it's it, but it's starting off pretty strong this year. But but that's an area. Uh, and our new inspiration category, uh, I would say, is off to a slow start. We've only got three or four entries uh, in that category. Uh, again, it's the it, it wasn't part of the 2009 competition, but as I understand it, it has been a category in the past. So I hope that folks will uh, take note of that and uh, get their inspirational pieces together. And finally, I think people might not be entirely clear about what an emerging poet is or an emerging writer in the prose category. Yeah, let's cover that. Yes, and I'm just going to read right here from the uh, the contest rules so that everybody's clear on it. An emerging writer, an eligibility for that is that the writers who have never won a cash award in the annual competition and who have not been published in a publication with a greater than 5,000 circulation are eligible to enter this category. So... Um, uh, some folks who enter a piece in a short story or uh, poetry in, in the regular short story or poetry category, they could also, for another $10, enter that piece in the emerging writer's poetry or emerging writer's prose and would kind of double their chances for that piece of writing to be acknowledged by a judge. It's a good starter category for people who've never entered a writing contest before or uh, maybe are just new to West Virginia writers in general. Exactly, and, and if you're a hobbyist or you're just beginning to to want to write, uh, in that category, you can be assured that you're not up against professionals and and, and pros who are who have been published before and have a long track record. Uh, you're among folks such as yourself who are kind of just as you say, getting their feet wet, uh, entering a contest maybe for the first time, and uh, the judges who judge those categories are aware of that, and they're not looking for this sharply, finely tuned writing. Now, of course, they may find some, but they understand that many of the contestants in that category uh, are, are just beginning to find out how valuable writing is and, and um, 
they kind of make allowances for that as they judge those categories. Speaking of the judges, uh, in our first contest cast back in early January, we talked about a few of the judges that uh, Terry McNamer, our president, was able to preview for us. And we have now released the entire list of judges. Uh, the ones we previewed, we probably don't have to go over. I think that was Leanne Joshua and, or, I'm sorry, Leanne Joshua Bryant, uh, who's doing humor. Gretchen Moran Laskus, who is a name known to West Virginia writers for she's been to the conference before. She's doing Appalachian writing and Brad Barkley, who is a conference a perennial, really. He's been most of the years that that I've been there. He's doing book length prose this year. Yes. But we we have the rest of them as well. We can talk a little bit about. Yes. And again, just as, as Patsy was a, was a great help on the uh the contest itself, Terry's done, uh, has taken the lead on getting the judges together. He knows that world much better than, than I do. And between his contacts and, and the uh, contacts that West Virginia writers have, we put together a remarkable uh, panel of judges this year. Uh, in addition to the ones that you mentioned, Eric, uh, we've got uh, uh, Linda Scott Drosher, who uh, is from, uh, teaches out at Rocky Mountain College in Billings, Montana, and uh, she was awarded the D. Clark Award for Literary Excellence in 2003 and was nominated for the Kentucky Literary Award. Uh, in children's book, we have Jennifer Allison, who is the creator of the Gilda Joyce Psychic Investor Mystery Series for young readers. Uh, and her titles include Gilda Joyce and Ladies of the Lake, and, and she's a very popular author in that world. And she's out of Kensington, Maryland. Let's see, Rick Campbell uh, is judging long poetry this year, and Rick is a, a former Pushcart Prize winner and was awarded an NEA fellowship in poetry. He's based uh, at Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, Ed Davis is doing the Emerging Writers Poetry. He is a uh, teacher at uh, Sinclair Community College in Dayton, Ohio, and founded their literary magazine, Flights. Uh, Is a published poet and written chapbooks and uh, a number of... uh, novels such as I Was So Much Older Then and The Measure of Everything. Which I've actually read. He's he's actually from Mercer County originally. I didn't know that, yes. Uh, Ed's, a, uh, as you said, a former West Virginian based in uh, the, the Dayton, Ohio area. Uh, in Emerging Writers Prose, we have Donna Gale Akers, who has published short stories and poetry in Appalachian Heritage and Branches, uh, and she is uh, now in Deep, Ca- Deep Gap, North Carolina. See, in uh, For Short Poetry... We have Michael Worcester, whose uh, poetry collections include The Cruelty of the Desert and The Snake Charmer's Daughter. Uh, Michael is a founding member of the Pittsburgh Poetry Exchange and teaches at the Pittsburgh Center for the Arts. And he's right in smack dab in the middle of the uh, poetry world up in Pittsburgh. Jill Patrick is uh, judging our uh, uh, scripts and stage plays this year, and Jill is based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, She wrote a play called The Prisoner and is now... uh, uh, a managing uh, partner is part of the Working Title Playwrights Group down in Atlanta and is a member of the Atlanta Writers Group. In our new category, Inspiration, um, we thought this might be a tough category to find a judge, but uh, uh, our Vice President, Kat Pleska, uh, had a contact with Deborah Landwehr Engel, who is the author of uh, The Art of Living and Grace from the Garden, Changing the World One Garden at a Time. And that second book was favorably reviewed in uh, Oprah's magazine, O Magazine, and she's based in Iowa. She's one of the leading inspirational writers in America today, and I had a chance to talk with many of the judges, but Deborah in particular was very excited about being part of uh, our writing contest. So 
Uh, overall, uh, I think every category has a judge that uh, is well-established in their field, uh, published, well-respected in their field, uh, understands that they're judging, uh, under, understands the judging concept, uh, and will do a great job for us in uh, uh, looking at our entries this year. And the remaining judge, who I believe we covered in our first contest cast, is Tim Pollan for short stories. Which uh, uh, is a category that requires a lot of work. That is a category that consistently uh, leads in the number of entries we have. Uh, and Tim is the author of a novel called The, Safe, the Safety of Deeper Water and a collection of short fiction called uh, Escapee. Uh, he was a pushcart nominee and is currently a professor of English at Radford University uh, in Virginia. Um, one of the things we've done this year too is if you go to uh, if you get our uh, e-newsletter or if you go to our website and get on the the writers blog page uh, for most of these judges this year we have put up their website so you can visit the website and kind of browse around and see what the judges are about. I know when I was in school it was always good to kind of know what a teacher was looking for. Uh, doesn't mean you'll get the insight that maybe you're looking for, but you can kind of get a feel for what this person writes and maybe kind of craft your work or uh, think about what it is you're submitting and, and particularly who it is that's going to be reading your work. Let's talk about some of the frequently asked questions that you typically get with the con- with the contest. We covered some of those in the first contest cast, but I imagine you've had a few more come in since then. I have. There's a, there's a couple here I'd like to, to emphasize. One that we didn't talk about last time that's it's very simple, and it relates to, to the overarching Part of this is, is to read the instructions, follow the directions. That's key. Uh, but the word count, the word count needs to be on the the piece of writing. Quite often, we see folks that that there isn't a word count. Now, I don't disqualify them from this point, uh, but I send it to the judge. And who knows? Some judges want to see that word count so they know what they're getting into. Some, because they do this, they're familiar with that world, they can see it's five or six pages and see it's under the count. But so that just so you don't get a judge who says, you know, this looks like it's over the word count, I'm not even going to consider it, which is their option since the contestant didn't put the word count on, is to take the time, put on that word counter uh, tool of your of your word processor, or if you don't have that, you can find a way to, to tally up the words and make sure you've got the word count on there. Uh, another question that we have sometimes is, and it's one of those things where I, we're all familiar with the instructions and they seem obvious to us, but maybe for the first time when somebody encounters this or not, it is $10 per entry. And if you enter a poem and you want to enter it in the long poetry and the emerging writer's poetry, that one poem needs two entry fees, $10 for the long poetry category, $10 for the emerging uh, writer's poetry category. So, um, you can take one piece of writing, enter it three or four times, whatever category you think it should be in, but that would be four entry fees, $40. So just make sure that you, you tally that up. Um, if you do make mistakes, sometimes we can get back to you, but as we get into the to the avalanche period when the, the, the entries keep rolling in, we're not going to be able to do that, and your entry will suffer for it. Uh, and two other things. One is on out-of-state membership. Um, we have a lot of people who enter from out of state. The only difference for an out of state entry is that you must join the organization. Uh, you must pay the membership fee for that. Um, some of the folks from out of state say, well, what are my chances of winning? You know, it's a West Virginia Writers Contest and I live in Iowa. Well, I checked the records on this. And for example, last year we had 
entries from 22 different states uh, in the 13 adult categories with first, second, and third, and three honorable mentions. That's 78 awards across the 13 categories. We had over 20 people from out of state win one of those 78 awards. So uh, when the judge gets a piece of writing, they have no idea where that piece originated, from West Virginia or from out of state. Uh, We really welcome out-of-state entries, and uh, there is every year out-of-state entrants pick up some prizes in the West Virginia Writing Contest. And then finally, on the book-length prose, this is where I seem to get the most questions, and I've been getting more this year than even last year. On the book-length prose, the the word count is limited to 7,500 words, and it also requires a one-page synopsis. Let me cover a couple things. The one-page synopsis can be single-spaced. Synopsis is key so that the judge gets a feel of what your book is about. The 7,500 words can come from any place in your book. Quite often folks have finished a book and they're saying, well, my book's longer than 7,500 words. I don't don't think I want to enter it. Well, I want to make the distinction between a judge, a publisher, and an agent. Uh, The judges are looking for your best writing. If you think the best portion of your book is, say, chapters 3, 4, and 5, in your synopsis you can tell the judge that my book is about this, the excerpt I am submitting to the West Virginia Writing Contest are chapters 3, 4, and 5 where this happens. Now, quite often the first three chapters, as a writer, you want to hook the reader, so that a lot of people start there, and that's understandable, but you're not limited to your first three chapters. You can target the, the piece of work you want to submit, and in your synopsis make it clear to the judge uh, the context of, of this material in relationship to the overall book. That judge is a, an author just like you, and they're looking for good storytelling. So uh, if you've got a book-length prose uh, piece that you're thinking about entering, look at it like that and and send us your best 7,500 words is what I would say. And we should remind folks that the deadline for the West Virginia Writers' Competition is March 15th. However, we do continue to accept entries from March 16th through March 30th, so long as each entry is accompanied by a $2 late fee. And like most writers, those deadlines... uh, get us moving, and we dread them for a long time, and then they they prompt us to action. And we do get most of our entries around the deadline period, but uh, I would say don't wait. Uh, Get them in. We're we're up and running here, and uh, entries are coming in every day, and we're anxious to to get your entries and get them on to the judges. And and, uh, with this snow, I'd like to think that a lot of folks uh, uh, may be missing some work, or if you're a teacher or whatever, that you're at home more, and and have uh, more of a chance to work on your writing. So we're looking forward to seeing the product of this this heavy snow this winter. Well, Steve, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Eric. Steve Goff is the coordinator for our college and adult-level writing contest. Nadine McKinney is coordinating the New Mountain Voices Student Contest. You can find the entry forms, including all the rules and regulations, plus the complete list of judges at our contest website, wvwriters.org slash contest.html. Steve is also a stand-up comic who did a stand-up set as part of the Friday Night Entertainment at the conference last year. He and I talked about comedy and some of our favorite comedians as part of this interview, but I'll have to save that for a future bonus show. Our opening voiceover was provided by Marcus Vowell. Our show's theme music is used with permission by its composer, Pops Walker, whose music can be found at popswalker.com. This podcast has been produced by Mr. Herman's Production Company Limited. 
and was recorded at the Mr. Herman Studios atop a hill in Mercer County.